Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, excuse me, what's today's chef special? Welcome to Chef Special, the podcast that brings you the world of food and beverage with facts and information that challenge the status quo. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Honeywell, with Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, your best food destination choice. Hello, welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're here. I have my very first podcast with Believe in Chef Special. Today, I'm really happy and excited to have an individual here. He's an amazing chef, but he's also a friend, and his name is Felix Napoli. How would you pronounce your last name? Is it Napoli? It's Napoli, N-A-P-P-O-L-Y. It ah. uh, comes from India, actually. It's the name of a village called Napoli. Wow, and, cool. And uh, <laughs> my, uh, my grandpa was uh, in the British Army, and they had a hard time spelling Napoli, so they just changed it to Napoli. That's wow. where it started to become Napoli. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So I wanted to tell the audience a little bit about our relationship. I've known you for probably about 10 years, but I followed you before that a couple of years because I know that you used to be at the Newport Beach Hyatt Regency in Newport Beach, and I used to go to an outdoor concert. So, And you were the chef there, and I, I had a friend that said, oh my gosh, this chef is amazing. You got to try the food. And I did. I snuck into the, didn't sneak in, I paid. But I went to the restaurant, tried some of the food, uh, went to uh, some of the food you probably put out for the, for the uh, uh, concert as well. And it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for the opportunity to come and tell my story. Uh, yes, I was, that was the longest tenure Hyatt property I worked. I worked six and a half years in, uh, in that Hyatt. Uh, really, it's like a family and a property which I really enjoy. Opened, uh, you know, the, the lobby lounge. We reinvented the restaurant called Shore. Uh, I was on the radio 107.9 and talking about the restaurant. And uh, it was fun. You know, it was a fun. I've been with the company for Hyatt for 20 years, but six and a half, I've been about nine Hyatts, and six and a half years I spent in Newport. So that's the longest uh, tenure Hyatt I've spent. But again, it's it's fun. You know, it, it's fun. And we, like I said, you know, knowing, getting to know you was amazing. You know, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, all the chefs struggle with pastries and, uh, you know, making in-house is always a challenge. And you helped us and, you know, you made that easy and, you know, we could give out ideas and you would grab that and, you know, bring out a product, which was amazing for us to, you know, to show the guests that, hey, we can make it, get it from outside and still make it look like homemade. You know? Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah. Now, you know, the name of the show is, is a Chef Special. So... I'm thinking that you've probably made a few chef specials here and there. When I thought of the name Chef Special, I thought, you know, if you go to a restaurant and, and sometimes, you know, you're looking at the menu and the, and the waiter or waitress will come to you and say, hey, do you want to see the Chef Special? And you go, or know what the Chef Special is going to be that day. And I say, yeah, okay, go ahead. And then they'll, the chef had, takes an opportunity to make something kind of cool, go off menu, and gives an opportunity maybe that uh, if it's really good, maybe he or she will get it on the next menu. Have you done uh, a chef's menu or chef special very often? Yeah, you know, usually uh, chef special is considered like, you know, what is left over in the kitchen. <laughs> we, we put it together and, oh my and make that a chef special so that we want to get rid of the, you know, the food which is going to go bad soon. <laughs> but uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I always uh, took that as an opportunity for myself and my sous chefs to create something new, you know, create something 
they are passionate about. And uh, some of the stuff I've done is, you know, you know, pomegranate glazed salmon with gnocchi, you know, did the parana squash with, uh, you know, uh, prosciutto, crisp prosciutto risotto, uh, stuff like that we have done so that we can bring something, you know, seasonal, you know, that's what I, and, uh, you know, I believe in is if you use the product in season, it's better than using something frozen or from a can. Uh, it gives out, you know, it gives, it, it gives terms of the earth, the smell and the, and the flavor you get, you know, is amazing. So that's why we like to use this opportunity to do specials, you know, if we did, um, you know, do the stuff which is available in season at that time. But it's fun though, yeah. That sounds awesome. Now, so this, this particular episode is all about you. Chef. So, Oshek, can I call you Felix since yes, I've known Felix you for 10 yes, years? You. Okay, yeah. thank you. So, uh, it's the 8,000 mile journey, you know, which is awesome because you started in India. Do you want to take us through it a little bit? Where did the journey start? Walk me through it. Yeah, as soon as I graduated high school, um, you know, I wanted to be an engineer. And, uh, you know, in India, it's pretty tough, you know, to, to do what you want unless you were in the top 3% or you know, you were in the top, uh, you know, cream of the cream to get into engineering colleges. Uh, so my dad, you know, had a friend in the U.S. who was in the catering industry and he had done very well. So my dad said, why don't you go cooking? And <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> that's funny uh, because I never, you know, thought, you know, I'll ever get into this industry. And then I got into the uh, hotel management school in India, which is a um, pretty good, solid school. And uh, there were only six of them in the whole country at that time. And I graduated after three years and I started liking, you know, to cook and trying, started liking to make stuff, you know, on my own and at home I would try out, you know, not every time it was good. There's one thing I made like called a go and fish curry and it turned out to be so watery. My dad and my sister still make fun of it, you know, that, that, was, the, <laughs> that was the worst, uh, you know, fish uh, curry I ever made. <laughs> But, you know, after that, I improved as I went along. But, you know, it was fun uh, learning that. And then, you know, I went and joined uh, Taj Group of Hotels, which is like the biggest um, hotel group in India. They have about 8,000 hotels. And, uh, yeah, I joined them as a CMT, my management trainee, and uh, got into their hotels, worked for two years, became a Shatyapati. And, you know, then I got this opportunity to come out to Carnival Cruise Line, which was you know, which was like a big thing at that time in the 90s uh, for anybody in India who was in the hotel industry is to get into the Carnival Cruise Lines. So I got, I got into Carnival Cruise Lines and, you know, started working as a line cook and uh, started making, you know, when two years I was in Taj, I worked with a chef named uh, Giovanni, who was an Italian chef. He taught me all about Italian food, right, from making gnocchi from you know, from scratch to, you know, pastas and, you know, sauces and everything. So I loved Italian food when I was in India. So when I came to the chef, you know, the captains were, and the officers were all Italians. So sure enough, you know, I was a line cook and the captain, you know, gets me to start cooking for him. And there it begins my story, you know, where, you know, I became the captain's cook, you know, the captain's chef, you know. <laughs> So it was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of, you know, every time, you know, he was one of the, um, you know, the best captain on the company at the time. So he would go and bring ships from Helsinki where we would, you know, be there right from setting up the kitchen all the way to bringing it to Florida or Miami. And then it would set sail on a seven day cruise or six day, you know, five day cruise, whatever it was. And we, we had fun, you know, I, I would, you know, started with him and then slowly moved to the main kitchen where... 
I was feeding like 3,500 people every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was fun. It was, you know, you, you, yeah, you, would, you would go crazy cooking, you know, so many pounds of lobsters and, you know, prime rib. I was so skinny at that time and people used to laugh when they saw me carrying three prime ribs and putting them in the oven. And they were like, really, where did that, uh, you know, where did I get that strength from? <laughs> you know, maybe it was in the bones. But anyway, we did, we did survive with, uh, you know, we did enjoy, I did enjoy that time because I was single and, you know, it was great. Um, yeah, then I worked in, you know, Europe, you know, when I had this opportunity, I could go to, you know, Southampton, I was in Helsinki, uh, in all these places, we used to go there and start cooking stuff with the local chefs that Carnival used to allow us to do it. It's part of the training. Yeah. So, Chef, did you ever apprentice with uh, anybody that you really liked um, along the way? Yeah, in in uh, India, in uh, this the restaurant called Jockey Club in Taj, I you know apprenticed with Giovanni, uh, which was an Italian chef, mm. came from Italy. In India, they used to have. Uh, different uh, restaurants which had a chef from if it was a Chinese restaurant the chef came from Hong Kong or China if it was a Spanish restaurant the chef came from Spain and if it was an Italian restaurant the chef came from there and wow yeah so we had to train with him for a year before he left and then I took over the restaurant as a restaurant chef gotcha and so it was fun and then you know when I came on board with the cruise ship I had you know Alan Thierry was a French chef I worked with him for almost uh, two years, and he taught me all about French cuisine. And you know, he was hard, you know, hardcore, you know, tough, and you know, he was strict about you know reducing the glass or, you know, whatever you know you need to do, you need to do it right. You can't do do shortcuts. There was no shortcuts with him. Yeah. So you had a, a an awesome or an excellent uh, history, uh, getting working with some excellent chefs from different types of food. I mean, you know, different countries, different styles, which is pretty awesome. If you were to pick in today's world, if you were still, you know, like a teenager and you're looking at maybe becoming a chef, with the chefs out there today, besides yourself, of course, because you're, you're really very renowned, but who would you pick to uh, apprentice under? If uh, Any current chefs that you like their style or the work yeah, they're doing? I always admired Thomas Keller and mm -hmm. in Young, uh, you know, Young Su, and uh, I've been there a couple of times to the Bouchon and uh, I've been to his restaurant, and he, I, he always, you know, makes me, you know, crazy that, you know, how does he come up with this? Inspirational. And, 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 and I think uh, the chef who worked with him, Achat Kranz, uh, was another, you know, great chef, Alinia, and, uh, you know, he, he, they, you know, they inspire me every day, you know, I think we keep in touch with them all the time, and we have, you know, we, we I'm always concurrent with them. I always on current, uh, you know, with them and, and making sure that, you know, whatever they're coming out with is, is you know, I'm, I'm in track because it's, it's fun. It, it's, it's, you know, the guy doing, you know, balloons with, you know, sugar and, you know, and having, you know, people you know, go crazy on in their restaurant, you know, wow. that, that's what it, it's about. You know, I think the hotel or the restaurant experience is more experience than what you're serving. You know, it's, it's the experience you give. And you know, are you how are you connecting with the guest? And that's what, even with the family, you know, when I could make my kids smile with a burger, I think I've done it. You well, know? speaking of your kids, so I mean, your family, you have a wife and you have three kids. Yeah, I have three boys. Okay, yeah. three boys. And so, what do they think of having a dad that's a well-known chef? You know, your life is you know you're so busy, you know, and you're not always maybe able to spend a lot of 
time at home, or maybe maybe you do. But how do they feel? Are they you know are they proud of you, or do they get excited, or do they just go eh? That's just my dad. <laughs> I think I take the leader. That's just my dad <laughs> because I'm so low, you know, low maintenance when I'm at home, and I you know I just keep you know to myself, or you know I'm just watching, you know I I go watch TV or news or you know but get get back. But I do. You know, cook for them on the weekends. I do teach them, you know, to, you know, they all, they are like 21, 19, and 15, and they all cook their own breakfast now. You know, I've you know, taught them how to make their own dinner sometimes. But, you know, yeah, they, they, they're into it. You know, they, they sometimes push me aside and say, like, I'll do it. And it's great to see that. You know, I think in this modern world, I think it's great for guys to start cooking. No, definitely. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, but my wife is an amazing cook. And like I said, I never want to be in the kitchen. <laughs> so that, that leads me to a question. So if you, um, I've been asked this, but I'm not you, and you're, to me, you're so, so high up there, my, a mentor chef for me. If you were to have some friends come and you wanted to make a really nice dish, a nice meal, what would it be or what type of food would you make? Um, or what's your go-to meal? Do you have one in mind? Yeah, usually it's, it's Italian. Uh, you know, I tend to go towards Italian a lot. Uh, you know, like I make risottos and I make, you know, different handmade scratch pastas. I make, you know, pizza from scratch and, you know, have them, you know, taste the tomatoes. And, you know, you know, we have a garden where, you know, we have a lot of citrus. So when it comes to citrus, I'm like all over it, you know, grabbing them and, you know, making them, you know, panna cotta or you know, an Italian dessert, you know, you just, we, we love doing those things. But again, Italian is what I trend towards, but, you know, Thanksgiving meal is a big thing in our home. Um, we have, we invite about 25 people, uh, all our neighbors, and, you know, it's always, they, the word around is like that the Indians are feeding the pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's funny and, uh, you know, it's, it's great to That's see awesome. that, you know, that, but, you know, we have neighbors who are single parents and, mm. you know, uh, who don't know, don't have a place to go. So my wife, you know, makes it a big deal to invite Thanksgiving. So if wow. I work on Thanksgiving, usually I get out by one o'clock and try to come home and start making that dinner. So. I could be wrong, but I don't remember getting an invitation to your Thanksgiving. But we'll talk about that next time. Yes, thanks. <laughs> I will. I will remember you. <laughs> but you know, when you, it's it's really great. So when you're discussing, I mean, when you mention the foods you like to cook at home, and you're, you lean towards Italian, and that's you know a big part of your history, that brings me to my next question. Scratch versus uh, uh, making making something from scratch versus making something that you doctor, and I think a lot of uh, listeners at home, you know, are cooking, and sometimes they have time to make something that they yeah. from scratch. Or sometimes you'll just take, if you think Italian, you might take a ragu or or a prego or something, and and take the sauce out and maybe saute your own, you know, garlic and do some fancy nice things to kick it up a little bit. Um, how do you feel about that uh, doctoring versus scratch and uh, is there a place for that even in hotels? Yeah, good question. Uh, you know, it always comes to seasonality. You know, that's where I, you know, pay a lot of emphasis. If your tomatoes are not ripe, don't even try to make a tomato sauce with it. You know what I mean? If you, you know, if you don't have the right ingredients, you know, like one of the chef I worked with, who mentor told me, if you don't have the right ingredients, you know, your food is never going to be great. You know, you have to get the best ingredients. And that's what helps me being in the hotel industry is, uh, we have the buying power to get the best ingredients. You know, we can dictate what we receive and what we accept, you know, when it comes to vendors delivering food, you know. And when it comes to scratch cooking, I really love to see that, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, but when you're feeding 2,000 or, you know, when you're feeding dinner for 2,000 or 2,500 guests, 
and you have a staff of four, uh, you know, who have to do the salad, the dessert, and the in the hot food, mm. it wow. just takes on you know too much of uh, you know the labor. And uh, as I mean, you know, as Thank any you. chef, you know, we are not just cooking anymore. We are into managing labor, managing cost, and you know, looking at the big picture of the whole hotel operation, not just. You know, saying, "Hey, this is my kitchen. I'm just gonna worry about my kitchen." You know, it's it's a big, big picture where we sit down and you know, big management meetings, and we talk about our costs. We talk about what it takes to you know put out this food. You know, and and when I worked in LA, you know, that helped me a lot because in LA the prices are enormous. You know, we charge for dinner 120 bucks, and for lunch 70 dollars. We had a lot of you know, uh, you know, freeway like leeway to spend money and put labor into it and have, you know, scratch cooking, you know, a lot of scratch cooking. Yeah. How much for that lunch, did you say? $70? $70 that must be some kind of a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, yeah, it was usually hey. a deli buffet or a, you know, <laughs> or a hey. Southwest buffet, you know. Speaking yeah. of grilled cheese sandwiches, I remember once you told me that you had a you had an amazing grilled cheese sandwich uh, for your sa- and you used sourdough. But what were the cheeses you used in that? What made that such a well known sandwich because you're known for that for it's a real cheese but i'll share with you Patrick, at least partially you. <laughs> you know, give me the stuff no one will, no one's listening right yeah, not yet yeah, yeah that's that's for you uh, uh, you know just uh, <laughs> sourdough bread you know we use a lot of butter um to sear the bread and then we use bacon jam uh we use three different cheeses um fontina uh, gouda and white cheddar which is a fiscalini white cheddar so we use these three cheeses we blend them uh, we melt the cheese on the, on the on the griddle, and then we had the bacon jam. We had arugula and avocado. So and we make the grilled chowder. It was a big hit. Big, we used to it used to be in Newport, and uh, I took it to Long Beach. It's pretty popular there. Now it's in Orange County. It's it's very popular there as well. Yeah. Well, you're it's great because you're sharing some really cool tips for the listeners that cook that cook at home. Yeah. But all the chefs have their pens out and they're writing this down. But remember, you know the percent of the, you know, what percent of this cheese and that cheese and that. Yeah. It's not going to be the same unless you make it. So that that's Thank really yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. It's, it's a fun, uh, you know, it's fun seeing such a simple food like grilled cheese, you know, loved by so many people. You know, and I think you know we we think of grilled cheese for the kid, but when you do it in this adult version with uh, you know arugulas and and bacon jam and avocado. That sounds like, amazing. Yeah, that's they they just, you know, like, oh, wow. I, I, <laughs> you know, I can be a kid again, but eat the best. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Now, I have a couple of food questions. I, I get asked this quite a bit, having been on the pastry side and, and, and the baking and, and et cetera in my life. So French versus Italian. You know, a lot of French chefs are, it's got to be French. A lot of times it's got to, you know, to a degree. But if you look at bread, in your opinion, which is your favorite. When you think of French, I think of baguettes and I think of brioche, you know, that kind of a bread, One and maybe some, you know, Levant breads. Yeah. When you go to the Italian, you think of ciabatta, maybe focaccia, maybe, a, you know, something with semolina yeah. and olive oil. What is, which bread is your go-to bread if you could get it? Like I you know, I've been talking about the whole time, is Italian is always something I, I tend to, you know, listen to, but, you know, for me, um, French is, you know, I think French baguettes are not easily accepted in U.S. because of the the hard crust. Uh, I think still people struggle with, you know, biting into something which is hard. Uh, they used to soft, you know, like the Hawaiian bread, you know, it's like my kid's favorite, you know, Hawaiian bread. You know, I can bring you all the French baguette and all the Chibata <laughs> bread, you know, it's made light here in, you know, uh, in Torrance, but, you know, the King's Hawaiian bread is like my kid's favorite, you know, because it's soft, you know. Yeah. I, 
I don't know whether they don't want to, you know, bite into it. It's too hard for them. <laughs> or they're just lazy enough. I don't know what it is. But, you know, they tend to do it. But for me, Italian breads are uh, more flavorful. And I think when you hit that olive oil and when you hit that garlic, you know, it really... It's amazing. Amazing. It, it, it gives out that, you know... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. A real quick little story, you know, I was kind of researching before. So... I, probably in the 80s, in the 1980s, I mean, in Italy, they were importing a lot of French baguettes from France because everybody wanted baguettes for the sandwiches, even in Italy. Now, there was one gentleman that decided, said, no way, no way, come on, we have to make our own bread. So he went ahead and he started really working hard in this bread where he added a lot more water and olive oil and came up with a, in Italian, it's called shibata, which means slipper. It was more difficult to handle, but an incredible whole structure, very soft, light, crisp crust. And that's how the Shabbat started, was to try to get the Italians to start using some of bread from the homeland instead of going in France. So what about, let me ask you about this, what about pastry? Now, when you think of, you know, some French pastry, it could be uh, creme brulee, um, it could be Napoleon, it could be different things like that. And then you think of Italian, you think of tiramisu, um, and uh, maybe a few others that come to mind. I'm nothing right off the top of my head, but there's yeah. some really good ones. What do you think? I, I think, you know, French have amazing pastries. I think, uh, you know, creme brulee is like, you know, it's a you know common thing for any guest, you know, when we have tastings and we give them a creme brulee, it's easily acceptable. And, uh, you know, tiramisu is considered, you know, is like in the store dessert, you know what I mean? Mm. You, you give a tiramisu, people kind of think like, okay, you know, this chef is offering me tiramisu for this, amazing awards dinner, you know. So when it comes to French, I think macarons and, you know, when it comes to, you know, the French desserts, I think it gives a little bit, the chocolate, uh, marquis, stuff like that, gives them a little bit more value added, I think, than Italian. Italian is considered like, you know, you can go walk down to a street pastry shop and you can get that cannoli mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. or you can get those uh, tiramisu. But when it comes to French, they feel... You know, it's a little high-end, you know, yeah. and when you say, you know, I'm making this amazing creme brulee for you, you know, you know, with the orange or, you know, you, you modify it, you, you change it, you just don't do a plain creme brulee anymore, you know, those days are gone when you just did a creme brulee, you know, creme brulee, I think you guys make with a tart, you know, it's pretty popular for our, you know, for our, all the events, you know, all the guests, when we give them the creme brulee tart for tasting, they're like, oh, wow, this is... This is like, you, know, made it, you just made it? I'm like... It's amazing. Yeah, the yeah. French were so uh, inspirational in, yeah. in, you know, like my background is French in, in, in the pastry. And it's just amazing as a basis for almost all desserts. And I think that most countries look towards the French to be innovative, you know. And the it, macarons, you know the macarons. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know it, it's not... It's not something, you know, you, you, you know it, it's considered, you know, you send that as an amenity to a room, mm -hmm. you know, you get... You know, compliments from you know from the guests walking down and like, oh my god, that macarons are amazing, and now in the market it's flooded. You know, it's flooded with macarons everywhere, <laughs> and people are loving it. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's, it's a fun thing. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot. I want to ask you too, while I have you here, um, chef. There's a lot of students now that go to culinary schools. It's still. You know, there's a lot of things on TV about different, you know, different food shows, and it's, it's exciting, and I watch them, I mean, it's, it's very uh, motivational. So there's, there are, whether you're, you know, a teenager or an adult that goes to adult night classes, what, what do you think about cooking schools, I mean, versus just uh, getting on the line, maybe, and, and working your way up? How do you feel about that I right think now? It's a, it's a good question. You know, when, when, uh, you know, when we went to school, uh, you know, it was pretty tough. You know, it was pretty tough because our lecturers were hard on us, you know, you, you know, if, if I wanted to make a fish menu, which is just, you know, a fish, you know, with 
you know, dust it in flour and, you know, cook it in butter. It's simple, but then they were so, you know, tough on us that, you know, we had to take the whole fish and fillet them and, you know, you need to dry them out with a paper towel. Then you, you know, do it with marinade with lemon juice and, and dry them out again and then dust them in flour and do it in butter. You know, I don't know, you know, that's happening in schools. Like I say, I can't speak because I'm not in, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the teaching world, but I love to see that. But yeah, again, you know, it, it's, it's fun to see, you know, that, you know, the kids now, when they come out of school, they, you know, they feel like they know it all. You know, and that's, <laughs> that challenges us with, you know, what do we teach them? You yeah. know, what do we show them? You know, but recently, you know, I had some you know, kids from Orange Coast College and, you know, who've been, you know, really amazing because they are, they are very passionate about what they want to do and they're ready to work hard and grow. You know, they want, they know that, you know, they can be a chef in, in two years, but they want to learn as much as possible when they're here. And every opportunity they get, you know, like I had a girl named Rani, she was she was in the pantry and, you know, if she's standing around there, she'd be like, chef, can I come and help you here? And, you know, that that's what the young, you know, generation yeah. need to do is like, not, you know, pull themselves to feel, you know what, I'm doing this, I just want to do this alone. You know, just look outside your, yeah, you have, know, the, have the passion, and, yeah, definitely. Get out of the comfort zone and see what is going around, you know, what is going on in the banquet kitchen, what is going on, you know, on the other side of the, you know, the restaurant. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I had some um, some kids in the old days when I was with Western Hotels that would apprentice and come through. And, and when they come out of school, they learn, you know, the book style, and then they kind of in some ways have to start uh, over again to learn how to do some volume and things. But it's it's great to see people that have a passion for food. No matter what the age. Yeah, there's something new. I, you know, I, I, I didn't see it a couple of years back, but again, you know, the last uh, year and two years, I've seen a lot of young people coming out of school who are very passionate and they want to they want to make a career in in the hotel industry, which is great because, like I said, restaurants. You know, I'm not I nothing against restaurant, but restaurant is restaurant. You know what I mean? You you you. Uh, there's only so so much you can you know achieve with your career growth. You know, in a restaurant, but as well as in the hotel industry, we have a lot of opportunities. And mm -hmm. the hotels are opening everywhere, and if you can manage, you know, if you can manage to be a chef in a hotel, you know, your lifestyle changes. Your, you know, your family life is, you know, I wouldn't say better, but it's it's great because you know you don't have to worry about you know all the other benefits and stuff you know which you need to worry about in a restaurant because you get that automatically covered in a, in a hotel industry well you're just it's interesting because i was going to ask you what advice you'd have for people that want to get into the food industry and you answered that yes. so i have another question for you <laughs> sorry about that I don't no know. i love it I, I'm, I don't have to ask no no i appreciate it so it's awesome so this is kind of i mean okay somebody asked me to ask you this they said ask chef felix is there anything in the kitchen you're not good at like, you know, sometimes you're stronger at one thing than another, or are you pretty, feel pretty good all, all around? I think, yeah, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, I would say like, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, understanding, you know, sometimes, you know, people, I, you know, I feel I lack, you know what I mean? I, I lack when I, when I, when I feel somebody is, uh, you know, not, you know, not in it. You know what I mean? I, I feel that, you know, sometimes I don't see it, but I just keep going, you know, mm. I just keep going and keep, you know, saying like, hey, this got to get done and not understanding, you know, what they're going through. I call it a little empathy I, I, when somebody's going through some stuff. And 
you know, I'm not saying it's always happened, but I feel bad when, when that happens, you know, when that happens. I think that part of that might be your, you know, your, your how you were brought up in, in the food industry with really tough instructors and chefs. They, they expect a lot. Yeah. They really push. And then um, you still have that inside you. And then when you know there's a big group or party coming up and you've got to put out a lot of plates, you know, it's, it's frustrating if maybe if you, don't, if you don't have that. But, yeah, it's, it's great. I think you are yes. very yeah, it, good, it, it, good it, with it's people. It's a passion, you know, we have to sometimes, you know, uh, feel, you know, that, you know, not everybody is, you know, when you're running at 100 miles an hour, you don't have everybody running at 100 miles an hour with you. It's, mm. Some of them are running at 50 miles an hour and able to understand that. Is, is what something, yeah. Got you, got you. Okay, so now, what is, I know there's probably 10,000, maybe a million, but what is the best compliment you've ever received that you remember? I think, you know, there's still a lot, but I think what, um, you know, my uh, general managers or my, you know, the chefs I worked with is uh, that I have a even disposition. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one incident where, uh, you know, I was in the restaurant and I heard the chef scream in, in the banquet kitchen in Chicago O'Hare. And I went down and I was like, what's going on? And, you know, it was almost 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock was the lunch. And the banquet chef forgot to put the turkey in the oven, you know, and the turkey was still raw. And the chef was, you know, he was mad because it takes three hours to cook and, you know, and he was pretty mad about it. So I was like, okay, you know, what are we going to do now? And I started filling up, you know, the kettles with oil. I started, you know, filling up the deep fries with oil. And I started throwing, you know, there was party for, I think, 600 people. So we needed like about 15 turkeys. So I started throwing, you know, eat turkeys into the fryer. Are you, so you're the first person to ever do a deep fried turkey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in a hotel, yeah. That's so fantastic. in a hotel, you know, we don't <laughs> do that in a hotel. But, you know, and, you know, when, when that, and that happened and, uh, you know, the chef was so thankful to me because he was just, you know, screaming and he was, you know, he, he, you know, he was just going off and off. And, but That's I was amazing. so calm and I, That's you know, amazing. I was not even the banquet chef and I came down and I did this and he was so happy. And he, even now, you know, it, it's about, I think, uh, 17 years since I, you know, moved from O'Hare to, you know, California. But, you know, he still talks about it when I pick up the phone and call him. Mm-hmm. He still talks about that time when, you know, you were so calm and you were... You know, you did not get mad at anybody, and you just did it. I'm like, yeah, yeah I think that's that's that's, I, that's amazing. I'm I'm happy that my parents gave that to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll have to say real quick when I visit you at the hotels, you're always so nice, and it doesn't matter how busy you are, you're, you're just so welcoming, and you always made me feel really special when I when I was a guest to see yeah. you. So let me ask you uh, uh, before we close. Yeah. Before I thank you all over the place for you spending time today and, and especially giving us your history is amazing. Thank you, Felix. So what are you curious about right now? What are you curious about? What to end, if you were to go into a new line of work one day or if you wish you had done something different, what would that be? You know, I think, you know, right from my, you know, I graduated from school, I always loved teaching. And I think even when I worked in the industry, I loved, I think, my biggest achievement, I consider myself, you know, I know you talk about chef of the year and all that, but, you know, I consider, you know, the, the chefs who are out there, you know, who worked under me, you know, there's about eight executive chefs in, you know, different companies, including Hyatt, who have worked under me as, you know, from line cook to chef the parties to sous chef. And I feel when they say, when they, when they share their stories of, and when they call me and say like, chef, how do I make this cost or, 
you know how do I you know how do I manage this and 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 they st- they're doing amazing is is what keep me going you know what I mean I think every day I feel mm-hmm. you know proud of that and I feel you know I've done something to make a difference in somebody's life you know and uh, most of them are they came from light cooks they were not even you know from graduate schools or you know they're doing very well I'm, I'm proud of that and I think you know if if I were to do something. In two three years, I'd love to start teaching and uh, you know going to culinary school and you know yeah. teach the kids for the future and uh, keep myself you know you know getting to know the generation. You know I think every year the generation is changing. Like I said, you know five years back, I did not feel the same way about the kids graduating from culinary school, and now I'm different. You know I'm, I I see a different change. I I don't know what it is, but you know the the, the the three I've gone through our hotel have been amazing. They are so passionate, and I'm like, where did they come from? You know, that's <laughs> so a gift. That, you're giving them your gift, and yeah, so your a, passion yeah, is so being fed into into yeah, them. That's what it's you know, the sharing is what sharing your knowledge and sharing your gift is what you know makes it more you know makes you more happy. Mm-hmm. I think I go home when when somebody tells me like you know I you taught me this and I'm I've done this well, that makes me more happy than. You know, having a standing ovation in a banquet, or a, you know, in a, you know, five hundred people banquet even, and they'd say like, "Oh, chef, this is the best food we had." Oh. you know, I think it's better for me to hear from somebody. Oh man, that, you know, you don't yeah. do this. Yeah, you know, so that's what's so. I mean, this I really enjoyed this time. Thank um, you. Before we close, I just want to say it's. I'm humbled because you are, so you are humble and it's such a great guy. And I mean, having been chosen for the Hyatt for the whole country, chef of the year twice. It's amazing, and so that's a real uh, uh, um, amazing thing that you've done. But I'm also humbled that you came here. And, and just so people know, we're in our studio. I mean, my dining room kitchen, we're here. I mean, Chef came all the way here to, to sit with us, to share his history, which is amazing. I'm sure a lot of people will be you know, fascinated by what you've had to share. So I want to thank you again thanks. for coming. Yeah. And um, thanks, uh, and, and love to your family. And, and uh, anyway, hope things go well for you in the future. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Remember, we are available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on your social accounts. If you have any favorite topics or a special guest request, please let us know. You can find our contact information in the show notes and be sure to like, comment, and share the show with your friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.